You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. So glad to have you today. If you'd like to participate please feel free to call in 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We have broken a freaking record here. Um, I'm just tuning in, seeing what's going on. Uh, 55 calls we have. What happened? <laughs> Seriously. I, I assumed maybe maybe you had like 45 cheeseballing calls just raging at me. Uh, but no, we only got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those. Um, I don't know. Something's going on. I'm not sure what it is, but I look forward to finding out. But let's kick this off with Garrett, Southern Illinois. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I got a little message for uh, 1265 real quick. Okay. I just listened to uh, Packernet After Dark. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, dude, 1265, you just drove right through the my neck of the woods. Benton, uh, I've cruised up through Benton uh, in my high school days and ate at that very spot that you ate at. So uh, that was really cool. When you're coming back, do you stop in Marion? I will buy you the best Thai food that you ever had. Go. We've got a restaurant here in town that uh, the owner is actually the guy responsible for saving those kids in Thailand that were trapped in that cave. Dang. He immigrated here from Thailand and was actually in Thailand at the time that it happened. And he's a specialist for uh, dealing with uh, underwater uh, pumps and all that kind of stuff. And he was the best expert in the country for uh, that particular thing. So he owns a Thai restaurant here in town that is magnificent. So if you come back by, give me a heads up. I will buy you dinner at Thai. By the way, I don't know if I've ever had Thai food before. I don't know if I've ever had... I mean, I've had Japanese and Chinese, and that's about it. And, of course, it's like the Americanized Chinese, probably the Americanized Japanese. I have no idea. In other words, I've been to, like, the Chinese restaurant that everybody's been to, and then I've been to Benihana. That's about it. I don't know if I've ever had Thai. Huh. What, what, what is, like, a Thai staple? I don't know if I would like it very much. You know how I am with my vegetables and whatnot. It's kind of a, yeah. There's got to be something Thai that's, that would be up my alley. Let me know. Uh, now, for you, Ryan, uh, I wanted to uh, touch on something that uh, Cheeseballin brought up, a really good point that I was actually thinking about the very same okay. thing. I just have to think that Goody uh, is going to go into this draft thinking, uh, let's give Jordan every single opportunity and weapon that we can give him to succeed, uh, not only to – you know, prove that he was right in picking Jordan, but to ensure that 
this team succeeds going into the future. And I know that, I mean, that's what they're going to do anyways, but can't help but think that, man, if they, if they pick Jackson Smith and Jay Ben in the first round, isn't that just kind of one of those little uh, middle fingers to A-Rod saying, dude, we gave you everything that you needed and you still didn't pull it off. We're going to see what this guy can do, and we're going to give him everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it is interesting because this is kind of uncharted territory. I mean, it's not entirely uncharted, uh, uncharted, but I uncharted. Good lord! But I don't exactly recall. You know, I, I wasn't as in tune, I guess, with the draft back then or whatever. I don't really know how how things um, all panned out. But um, there, there's so much. First of all, there's so much overlap between you know doing things to help. Jordan Love and doing things to help the team that just makes sense. In other words, is there going to be a test that we can tell whether or not this is sticking to the board or sticking to the philosophy or are we kind of deviating or is it sticking to the philosophy but the philosophy is just different than what we've seen before because we used to have like Aaron Rodgers in certain situations and now that's changed and and like what the Packers playbook looks different now given the different situation. Because I know everybody's going to interpret it a certain way. I guess the only way we would know is if we end up drafting a, a you know an edge rusher, then we're all pretty, we can all kind of rest easy knowing now not, nothing's friggin' changed here ever. Same Packers. But if they draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, the, the, I guess the thought I have is we have no way of knowing, you know? Maybe the real test will be how the entirety of the draft plays out. But even last year, we went very heavy offense. I think if last year was Jordan Love's first year, how would everybody react? They would have reacted that they are doing this just to help Jordan and it's obvious. Everyone can see it. Look at the offensive linemen. Look at the wide receivers. Look at all the offensive pieces. They never do that. The first year Jordan's here, they do it. That's proof. If you can't see it, you're blind. You're an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. And the fact of the matter is the person saying that would have been wrong because we did it last year with Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. I tend to think the Packers are just going to... Uh, do what they always do but but again the question is what what does that look like given the current situation we're in so just just the thought i had the passing thought thing it's like man it's like they really want to stick to a rod they're they're going to go all in on offensive weapons so just a thought we'll see what happens i know it's getting closer and closer i can't wait got my calendar marked gonna try to take off one of those days so uh, let's hope and pray that uh, this trade happens so that we get two second-round picks to use for even more weapons. So, I'm out. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm almost to the point now where I just I keep forgetting that's even an option. Whereas before it was so automatic. Now it's like I forget that no, no, like there actually could be a trade in the next week that gives us. My guess would be one second-round pick. I think the further compensation would be next year, whether it's a second or a first, or however that pans out. But, um, yeah, I just keep forgetting about that aspect of it, to be completely honest. Devin, what's going on, man? Hi, this is – hi, Ryan. This is Nevin from Iowa. Nevin, my and bad. And I just got done listening to a previous episode, and uh, she's balling. I brought up something uh, when talking about the trade. Um, he said that he made a reference to the Packers want a pick from this year. I – I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen anything come out that that's, like, a necessity to them or not. Um, but as has been kind of discussed, this is kind of a weak draft. Yeah. So 
I'm not saying they wouldn't like to have picks this year, but is it necessarily a requirement? Like, I could honestly see them saying, like, their necessity is that uh, number one pick or the first-round pick next year. So, I don't know, I guess. Well, and that's been my contention. I, I almost wish, I mean, for the sake of excitement in the next coming week or so, I would love to get a haul of this draft. But if we're actually being rational about this, if the compensation was a second-round pick this year or a first-round pick next year, it's a freaking no-brainer you take the first-round pick because a first-round pick is worth more than a second-round pick. It's obvious, right? And and as you said, um, I think the draft, and this is our opinion, and I think it's it's not necessarily a bad draft as much, maybe, I don't know, it's to each their own, as it's not super top-heavy. But even if that's the case, we're pushing for a first-round pick. That would be the top of the draft, right? Um, now, if it's second-round picks, maybe they love the second round and there's a ton of stuff. And fair enough. You can get back into the first. You get some of these tight ends. Um, maybe that is sort of the thing. But one of the things I've been looking at with the draft that seems to be a recurring theme with, theme with the sort of data community is that one of the biggest issues is overvaluing your own drafting opinion. So, in other words, I want to pick this year because we've done the work and we've identified these players as being really, really good players, and so we're willing to take slightly less value if it means that we can get these players that we've assessed as being great players, and in reality, your assessment is worth very little, and you'd be better off taking the higher value and the more picks and all those kinds of things because more swings and higher value are are going to be a higher correlation to success than will be trusting your general evaluation, I guess. But I think either way, the the value will come out to be roughly the same. And I think we're going to get a mix either way. Uh, I don't think we're getting 13. I think I feel like that's off the table. I do think we'll get a second round pick this year. Whether or not we get a second or any other further compensation this year, I don't know. But I think the rest will be next year. And it, it seems to be, although who knows how much of this rumor stuff that we're hearing is even slightly on point, as opposed to just made up nonsense. But it sounds to me... If I were to just gauge the temperature of of the rumors, second this year and kind of torn between a first or second next year and what we would have to give back if Rodgers doesn't come back is kind of how it feels. I'm just kind of curious to get your thoughts on that. Um, Because to me, too, if they do get through the draft and then uh, Goody Coots could easily just go to the Jets, all right, we didn't get anything done. I'll talk to you in June because yeah. then the, the trade might as well be done post post June first, which technically would put more pressure on the Jets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so just uh, give me your thoughts on that. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, no, I I, 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 that is kind of, I guess my fear is, it just feels like this isn't going to get done for a long time. Um, I think most people seem to still think that this is going to get done in the next week prior to the draft or during the draft. A lot of people think it'll be, you know, maybe we'll see what happens up to pick 13 and then something gets done depending on whether each team got what they want or um, if they'll wait until day two of the draft. But it's starting to feel more and more like it's not going to get done uh, before or during the draft. And if that doesn't happen, like you said, there's no rush after that. I mean, there is somewhat of a rush, but it's not an immediate rush. It becomes, we have a lot of other work to do. Obviously, there's continuing holes to fill because now that the draft is done, 
we can see what we've addressed and what we haven't addressed and what needs to be done. So we're going to call around. We're going to try working on those kinds of things. Maybe we can come back to the Jets and say, hey, I was just thinking we kind of need some of this or that or the other thing. Could we kind of do this with the... Um... And actually, it, it is kind of an interesting point to think about in terms of, let's say the Packers are interested in, in getting a uh, a player and the Jets didn't necessarily feel, you know, let's say safety. The Jets didn't necessarily feel good about giving up that safety, but if they found a safety in the draft they really liked and drafted them, now we're in a position where we're like, all right, that's fine because we're not actually losing as much or, or what we perceive to be losing as much as we were prior to the draft. So now we're more willing, right? And if the, if the Packers hadn't addressed safety or didn't feel good about it, let's say not until like the fifth round, the value of a safety for the Packers is through the roof. The value of the safety for the Jets has plummeted. So this is a great opportunity to kind of bridge that gap in value that we're, we're struggling with. But again, like you said, if it doesn't get done this week, there's a good chance it's not going to get done during the draft. It may. But then after that, so it just, it just feels like we're going to be waiting for a long time. And another point as far as, you know, the future compensation is, as I've said before, we're not really going to necessarily know what our needs are until the, the season plays out. Obviously, we can see some of them. But Jordan Love is a big question mark. And whether or not they'd give up on him after just a single year, I don't know. But if he's clearly not the guy, you clearly go in that direction. You know, as far as we've got additional compensation, let's try to go up and get a quarterback if that becomes available. Or at least let's consider drafting a quarterback so that it's an option. But we've been over that before. I, I, I think future compensation today is what I want because I'm greedy and selfish. Compensation tomorrow, just for every reason, I think makes infinitely more sense. Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Um, wanted to call in because I know you uh, you kind of forget the uh, the movies like you were talking about that yes. everybody keeps recommending for you. Yes. There are two that I've recommended. By the way, um, Omar the Firefighter sent me a bunch of movies on DVD. I have one up right now. It's called Hatchet. It is the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, certainly not appropriate for young kids. I'll, I'll tell you that right away. It's it. It was funny because when I first started, I'm like, I can't, I can't watch this. This is too stupid. Like the acting is so bad. Even like it's it's considered like a slasher film. It's because it's just hardcore gore. And um, but it's like absurd. The guy is like. Ugh. He puts his hand through the guy's spine and starts ripping stuff out, and he's screaming, oh, it hurts, and then he gets ripped in half, and he's still just sitting there screaming, oh, it hurts, it hurts. It's like, what is it? But then you kind of realize, like, it's it's part of the allure and the charm of it is that it's so stupid in a way. It's got uh, one of the actors I recognized, or actually two of them um, that I recognize. I don't remember their names. I don't even try to figure it out, but... Um, yeah, it's 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 becoming like I kind of actually want to watch this. It's not a horror. Like, there's no way in the world anyone's going to convince me. You know, it's considered like a horror comedy. Maybe this is not a horror. It's it's almost like low budget comedy in a way. Maybe like uh, what you would call uh, did it do Napoleon Dynamite? And he looks like the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, but I don't, but I don't think it's the same guy. Anyways, I'm watching Hatchet. It's stupid, it's ridiculous, and I'm starting to enjoy it, and I'm ashamed of myself for even saying that I'm starting to enjoy it, but I am. But anyways, Omar, I appreciate it. Nate, sorry, please continue. recommended that I, I gotta, I gotta, like, make sure you remember. Um, the one was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. That is a really great film. It won, like, seven Oscars, and it's one of the few 
recent Oscar movies that I will actually vouch for. Okay. I, I, I'm usually with you. Like Oscar movies, kind of, kind of suck. Um, right. You know, beyond recent. like the year 2010 or right, whatever. Right. I don't know when, but um, every- somewhere around like after Saving Private Ryan or something. For some reason, everything just started sucking, and it was weird. Getting everywhere all at once. Fantastic movie. Check that one out. Or old country um, for it's on Showtime. You can get a, a free trial through Amazon if you okay. want. Um, you can just do like one of those add-ons, and um, then you can cancel it whenever you want. Which, by the way, that uh, the one guy who called in and said you should do the free trials. An extra bonus tip: if you want to get the free trial for a lot of them. After you cancel the free trial, sometimes it'll ask you why you're canceling. Always select too expensive. Why? Yeah. Because they will sometimes so reduce. The actually, price a lot of the time they'll offer you an extra bonus trial on nice. top of that, and then you can cancel it again and you get like two months. But besides the point, um, the other one was the Voices with Ryan Reynolds. That's the serial killer movie that I think you would enjoy. So those okay. two, I will. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hold firm on. Um, okay. I'll wait for you to write them down. I did. You got it. Okay, you got it? Um, yeah, I got All right, it. Cool. Go Paco. Yep. All right, go Paco. I got it. Um, now I just got to figure out where to put it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm sure, it'll be fine. I won't close the tabs or anything. Hey, Ryan, you guys talking about shows? Uh, Ozarks is great. If you like Ozarks and uh, Breaking Bad, that kind of show, you know. Um, I'd highly recommend The Cleaning Lady. Okay. Uh, it's only been two seasons. Um, I believe it was renewed for a third, but... Uh, you can stream it on Hulu, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a newer show, still ongoing, but uh, it's really good too. The Cleaning Lady, check it out. Go back up. Awesome. Third tab open, ready to go. After I will get done watching Hatchet. <laughs> hey Ryan, uh, I was just calling. Let you know. Um, you know, obviously I disagree with you on the podcast sometimes too, but I think there's a respectful way and an unrespectful way to disrespectful way to call in and say you disagree. Uh, and just that. I, I don't agree. I mean, you know, I think you do a very good job of trying to give a complete picture and not assuming anything and just trying to use all the available information. So um, I just want to say about the podcast. And it's funny, you say, you said a lot of times you don't remember what you talked about yesterday. And sometimes I'll be listening, I'll be like, you know, I disagree with that. I'm going to call. And then I was like, no, you know, I call any place tomorrow. You have no idea what I'm talking about. So <laughs> let's go, let it go. Move on. <laughs> we got to get a mechanism. Oh, that was funny. But, um, yeah, I don't, know, I don't have anything particular to disagree with you about right now, but you've been asking for more, so when something comes up, I will call back. Go back, go. Appreciate it, Trevor. Yeah, we we got to have some kind of a mechanism um, where people can disagree without asking you to do too much. Like, I need you to write down exactly, that might be the best way, exactly what you said and what the context was. You were talking about this, and you said this. If you do that, I'm, there's a good chance I'll remember. But if it's just, you know, before or sometime in the past, you said, Rogers misses all the passes. It's like, Wah. I don't think I would say that, because that's not what I think. But I might have said it, because I say some crazy stuff sometimes, and sometimes I say things that are a little bit hyperbole. Sometimes I'm joking, and sometimes I just say stupid stuff. So I got to know what we're talking about, but I don't know what we're talking about. So I guess I'll just give that as a suggestion. If you want to bring up something I mentioned, just tell me what I said and what the context was, and, and we'll go from there. If not, I'll do my best. Hey, Ryan, that was uh, one of the other things uh, on Guten Um I think he's been a really good GM. I don't understand why some people don't like him, uh, and the national media especially. It's all, I know why. It's all wide receiver. 
um, the NFL.com, Greg Rosenthal put out the rankings, and he actually had Guttenkunz 8, which I think is uh, pretty fair. Yeah. Um, and he talked a lot about a big reason is he doesn't spend all this big money in free agency, but he is free agent signings always hit. Like, here's somebody who actually looked into it. Um, and his one co-host was saying how he would drop him down to the teens because he wasted the end of Rodgers' career in Green Bay. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so, and I don't mean to overly generalize here, but on one hand, you have somebody that actually looked in and did and, and did research, right? You're a national person. You don't generally know these things. But if you look at each, an indivi- each individual component and piece, you'll look at it and say... He doesn't spend a lot of money, but the money that he spends is is a very good value. Look at these low-priced pieces that have been brought in to do a great job. And then the other guy does what? He goes immediately to just these lazy, ridiculous narratives. He wasted Rodgers' career. Like, this This isn't even an argument. This is this is nonsense. There's no data. There's no information. There's no, like, there's, there's nothing. You're not even, you're not even hinting at something. So it just it just immediately gives me just this sick feeling in my stomach and and just twists my brain in knots because it's so annoying hearing such stupid things. It just is. It's not real. And again, when you really think about what that means, it boils down to just the most trivial nonsense. And it's just it's getting to the point now where it's just getting exhausting because I've been down this road and I've had this conversation so many times. And it really just comes down to a difference of opinion because I, I've laid out and articulated my point, I think, as thoroughly as I possibly can. There might be a couple other angles still left out there, but, I mean, at this point, if you're not sold on it, then you just won't be, and that's it. I don't know what else to say. We're just on different sides of this issue. The reason you're saying this is because you didn't get a wide receiver. And it's like, we've got better receivers, we've drafted receivers. Like, that's not... It's not the solution. Um, the solution is for the people that are there to play better. And of late, the solution was for Rodgers to play better and hit the open guys. So, uh, love you and guns. And luckily, we don't have an owner that's going to react to the media and the fans not thinking he's good. Uh, we have a and Mark Murphy at the head right now. And he's going to be there for a while. So, uh, excited about seeing who he drafts this year. Go back up. Yeah, and it, it's also annoying because it feels like there's a lot of pressure. Because the if the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love don't produce at a high level, obviously everyone's going to pounce. And so while I would like to sit back and just say, you know, here is actually a reasonable expectation. Here is what is acceptable and not. Here is kind of, you know, again, it's an evaluation year and all this stuff. At the same time, nobody's going to let you sit on that. And it's not just Bears fans and a biased media that for some reason doesn't like Green Bay. It's, it's like 15, 20% of Packer fans also. Just rubbing their hands together, waiting for the Packers to slip. Ha! Look what happens without Aaron Rodgers. Look at Brian Gutekunst. Da, 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 da. So you can't just like sit back and have a reasonable discussion with Packer fans looking at it, going, okay, so here's the situation. We gotta, you know, the safety thing is a disaster, and Jordan Love's looking good, but he's gotta kind of refine this, that, or the other, or, or you know, he's certainly gotta improve here. I think we gotta add here. It's just gonna be this loud banging gong of garbage spewing from people's mouth okay thank you so much for your intellectual contributions to this i will add that to my notes thank you how do you spell okay thank you so much have a great day
Hey, y'all. This is uh, Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee. Hey. I'm a little bit distracted, but I'll try to keep focus. So I noticed that I keep missing, like, the, the trends of the Packer Net podcast. I did not say a word about pizza. <laughs> um, and uh, I haven't said anything about horror movies. I guess I'll real quick put my opinion on horror movies. I don't like them. Okay. I'm a punk. Um, <laughs> my reflexes are stupid, so, like... <laughs> I don't do jump scares at all. I hate jump scares. Yeah. And then, of course, I don't do, like, demons and things and, and monsters. And the only real, I guess, scary movie I've watched is The Conjuring. Sure. And that was enough for me. I, I From what I understand, that's not that scary of a one. Like, I'm not touching Sinister. That ain't <laughs> happening. And, and whatever, hereditary, heredity, hereditary, whatever that one is, no, sir. I ain't, ain't doing it. I am a grade A. Punk. It is. It is that simple. I ain't watching it. I live in the woods. Yeah. I like to be by myself, and I have an overactive imagination. You know what's crazy about that too, as far as like the imagination, and obviously it would be harder for me at this stage, but not really. You can really get yourself whipped up. Like your brain starts to change, freaking chemically or something, because that happens to everybody a little bit when you're watching scary movies. All right, I mentioned that before when there was like something weird going on at my door, and I was kind of freaking out about stuff. But you're, you start, like, seeing things or thinking things. I remember when I was in, I think it was, I think it was, like, second grade. I moved up to Wisconsin, had a buddy named Matt. And he came over, he's spending the night at Grandma's house. And our goal was to just scare, I don't even think we watched a scary movie. We were just trying to scare each other. And, yeah, you, you start getting your imagination whipped up. I swear at one point, I saw... Like a little girl with a knife, like some, so like uh, you just start seeing this stuff, and every little noise becomes something. There was at one point we started hearing noises in the basement. What do we do? Do what little boys do, man. We go in the kitchen, grab a couple steak knives, and go investigate in the basement. But man, you start seeing things, you start hearing things. I'm a grown man, like I'm not scared of this stuff, but you do like every, noises start to you start to think there's something else. Now, am I like freaked out? I'm gonna run away? No, I I can kind of like circumvent that part of my brain but but you can also again you can kind of give into it a little bit and then you start getting super freaked out but yeah if you're living out in the woods man see and, and i think about that as being like kind of awesome because then it'd be super freaky but no i i get what you're saying man that's uh you gotta you gotta you gotta be careful <laughs> that, that would be especially especially you got animals you go watch a scary movie and be like, all right, now I'm going to go on a walk in the at, at midnight in the woods, and there's animals like breaking twigs as they walk by. Oh, dude, that would be, that'd be something. That'd be an experience. I don't need that bad juju on yep. me, Ricky Bobby. I am not <laughs> interested. But I, I actually called about something regarding football, so mm-hmm. I just saw, I don't know, what is this thing called? NFL notifications, at NFL Notify. Okay. Uh, they said, rumor. Hashtag Packers like Jackson Smith and Jigba, so on and so forth. USC's Jordan Addison is high on their list. Yeah, okay. So they said, taking a wide receiver in the first round would be the ugliest exclamation point on Aaron Rodgers' tenure in Green Bay. And, man, I see it now, and it's just going to make me mad. I agree. Our wide receiver room has literally been a joke recently because of how much money we're not spending on them. Mm -hmm. I mean... You can't spend what you don't have. We're in transition. I mean, anybody that actually has something strong to say against it, they, they just, they're being lazy and they just want to say something and, and get responses. Um, but 
it's most likely, because it's what we've done in the past, even though we need a wide receiver, we're going to get the best player available. Whoever Goody thinks is the best person available at the end of round one, or in round one, rather, uh, that's who he's going to get. Uh, and I'm here for it, whoever it is. But if they get a wide receiver, I'm going to be excited, and I'm just going to sit there and wait because folks are going to say something stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm getting real close to my three-minute time span, so I'll hush, I guess, and call back. But I think it's something else. Peace, y'all. Well, right, and that's the thing. Like, There's going to be a narrative, no matter what you do. And I, I just, I'm, I, I'm going to be the guy that's sitting there going, we don't know that. Oh, yes, you, oh, you see, like, you don't know. Uh, we don't know that. Well, yeah, well, they never drafted receivers. They tried multiple times to get receivers, right? They got receivers last year for Rodgers. They wanted Justin Jefferson like that. They've, they've been interested in receivers. The board just hasn't fallen the way that they would have liked. And there's been multiple examples of that. If it happens to fall, that receiver is top of their board this year, they're going to do it, especially since it's a bigger priority. So again, whereas in the past where there may have been tiers where there's a receiver and a running back and an edge rusher that are all kind of equally graded, they're going to take the edge rusher generally because it's a more important position. And when you have Devontae Adams, who's number one, and you don't really have, I'm just making up a scenario, I guess, where you don't really have an edge rusher, um, you take the edge rusher because it's a more important position. Now, you kind of wonder what the most important positions are. I don't really know, but... Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be something. And and if he doesn't get a wide receiver, it's going to be, eh, nothing changes, same old good. So that people are going to piss and moan no matter what happens. It's either a slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers or Gutekunst is an idiot or something. Some, there's nothing he can do that's going to be considered by everybody uh, unanimously to be, I mean, just, just a pick. Like somewhere there's going to be a contingent of at least 10% of a group of people, Packer fans or whatever, that are going to complain about it and make it out to be something that it's not, just for the sake of doing it, right? Rather than just assessing and saying, I wasn't really high on that prospect, or I am really high on that, or I don't think that's a good value, you shouldn't draft tight ends in the first round, or whatever the case is, those are all reasonable and fine. I'm not I'm not saying everybody has to support the pick. I'm just specifically talking about there's going to be some made-up, ridiculous narrative about the hidden motives behind the pick and why it's an immoral thing to do. Hey, this is... Dakota, uh, that nerd in Tennessee. Again, uh, I was just calling because I just came across my mind. I, I remember listening to somebody. I don't remember your name, and I apologize. But talking about how you get nervous when you call somebody. Oh yeah. For me, it's not quite that. It's. I mean, I do get nervous. You know, at first, but the more I call the same number, the less nervous. Like right now, I'm not that nervous. Right. But I promise you, that second, I hear my voice <laughs> pop up. <laughs> On uh, on the Packer Net after dark, and I know everybody else is listening to it. And I, shoot, I just like I think to myself, man, as I'm listening to myself, I sound dumber <laughs> than I thought I sound, and it it gets you. I do get a little nervous uh, when I hear my voice. If somebody else is in the room, oh yeah, I pause the podcast. Well. If you want to know how weird I am, if I go upstairs and my wife is playing the podcast and the kids are all listening to stuff, I get 
like borderline annoyed. Like, why are you doing that? Like, don't play. Like, I don't because I don't know what I'm going to say, and I'm probably going to say like uh, a halfway bad word or something, and then I'm going to get scolded. Like, it's just, it's just, I just kind of, I don't know what I'm going to say, and I don't like it. Just turn it. Don't listen to my podcast, please. I don't think I actually tell her don't listen to my podcast, but it's like just. I don't, why does it have to be on speakerphone for everybody? It's what I do. I have a podcast and I'm telling people like, don't, don't do that. You know, I work like, don't turn it off. That's weird. That's not how I should be like, yeah, everybody listen. I, that's the difference between me and uh, I think a lot of these guys who love to hear their own voice and have successful shows. Whereas I'm just like, nah, don't, don't listen. It's don't worry about it. At least don't listen to it around me. And, and if you do, don't give me any feedback, please. <laughs> I don't say that. And I would love you to listen. I would love you to share it. And please give me feedback. I'm just saying I'm 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 a weird person. I get up and I walk out the room. Yeah. Uh, and then I listen to it. And if I'm proud of myself, I'll let anybody listen to it. But I got to gauge it first. <laughs> yeah. I got to make sure that I think I sound okay. <laughs> like that last thing I said, or well, I guess two voicemails ago now, where I was like, where I said something about describing and defining what going all in, it, in is. And then I said, if you have $10 million left, once I heard myself, I was like, you dummy what you mean 10 2 million maybe if you got 2 million left then maybe you could say it's all in but 10 million is a great buffer that's what intelligent people might do and then you know i didn't let anybody that i know hear me speak on that podcast on that particular episode you know uh i do get nervous but it's after i start talking that's that's where you get the whole foot in your mouth syndrome if you're not nervous or rather, if you're nervous when you start talking, you you might be less likely to put your foot in your mouth. If you're not nervous, you're going to say something dumb. You're going to regret it later. Anyway, hi. Peace. And and I swear, I don't, I don't really listen to my own podcast anymore, but um, almost every single time I do, I catch myself saying something just completely incorrect. And a lot of times I'll catch it. You know, like, wait, did I say, oh, yeah. But at least once a show, there's something where I don't even catch, and I just keep going. And it's like, why do you keep doing that? How do you not notice you're saying that? And then I think, like, how many people think that I mean that and that I'm that stupid or, like, I don't know the person's name or then then they get confused. Like, wait, I thought he was talking about this guy. Why does he keep saying that guy's name? So it's just so, like, I want to scream at myself, like, stop. Listen to me. The Jets, not the 49ers, you idiot. The Jets is their name, not the 49ers. And I'm just carrying on, like, oh, yeah, 49ers and Robert Sala. People are going to be listening like, he doesn't know that Salah's with the Jets now. Oh, yeah, 49ers, Salah's so good. Then people think I'm stupid and I don't know stuff, but actually I do. I'm just saying the wrong thing because my brain is on autopilot and I'm just saying words that don't matter. But then I keep saying it a second. It's not like one time you're like 49ers and then the next time you say Jets. No, I just keep saying 49ers. Oh, 49ers, yeah, 49ers, 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 49ers get Aaron Rodgers, 49ers. People are like, what is this show? This is the dumbest person ever. So I get what you're saying. It happens. I don't know. But uh, I appreciate you calling in, you know, fighting the good fight. Why don't we go ahead and take a break? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy, all that stuff. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, Ryan, Steve up in Alaska. Hey, Steve. Uh, Listen to the show, of course. I was out shoveling snow because it's Alaska and damn snow came in. It's what you got to do right now. Yeah. But uh, I was listening to the lady going down to, uh, to Florida yeah. and her talking about a thing. That uh, that place you were thinking about in Kenosha, I believe it's the spot because yeah. I'm from Kenosha. That's and it. they have two of those, the car hop, the drive-up car hop place where they still bring the food out to your car. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that should be the spot. Um, but what I was calling for in terms of uh, the show and the discussion um, I'm wondering this year, being that, uh, as you know, has been discussed in looking at contracts, that this is probably uh, Aaron Jones's last year on the team. I'm, I'm wondering what uh, what your thought is, and of course anybody else, um, on the fact that maybe this year we actually like use him, because <laughs> if we're not going to have him here next year, what's the purpose in trying to? Protect you know, his career in terms of you know worrying about overuse. So you know, is this the year that you know on a regular basis he's going to be getting you know fifteen to twenty carries plus you know five to seven pass attempts going his way pretty much like every game because you know again if we're not worried about it his next year why not use the guy and get some real production because he gets the numbers. But I think we don't use him enough because we're protecting him and making sure we don't get him injured because long term, because that's how the Packers think. We think long term. You got a guy you want to make sure he's healthy for, you know, six, seven, eight years on the team. Well, that that period has been passed now with with Aaron Jones, and I think maybe this should be the year that we we run a lot. You were talking about uh, that uh, that big offensive lineman, that right tackle that was like six foot eight or something like that. I can't remember the guy's name, but. You know, while we wouldn't pick, you were figuring that we wouldn't pick up a guy like that because that's not really what we do. You thought maybe he'd go to Baltimore because they're more of a running team. But um, Matt Lafleur, when he was over in 
And Tennessee, that was a power-running team, and they were developing a power-running game. We got a new young quarterback that we need to kind of protect some because it's going to be his first year starting. So why not lean really heavy on the running game, which means a lot of touches for Aaron Jones. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my thought. I'm kind of wondering what other people think about that because, you know, I'd like to see our best player get the ball. I thought he should have got it more last year than he did. Uh, but, yeah. Go back. We'll talk to you guys all later. I'm off to off to make pizza. Oh, by the way, I picked up one of your uh, pizzas as life shirt. I'm gonna give it to the uh, the owner of the pizza place that I've been working at here in the wintertime. I think you'll dig it. So, all right, man. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that kind of makes sense, but I think it, we all know it's not gonna happen. First of all, it's touchy just on the subject of like, should we run him directly into the ground and ruin his the rest of his career? for our personal gain, you know, <laughs> after what he's done for us. The other would be just trade value. Um, I don't know how much there would be, if any, but let's say we did decide to trade him next year. I don't remember the, the contract details or however that all works out. I feel like he's going to be here for two more years, but maybe it was one more year. I don't remember. But, you know, trade value would be factored in. Um, and then I just think general, you know, what, what makes sense. Because it's not just a matter of preserving him for next year. It's also preserving him for later in the season. And... If you look at it, last I remembered, we do use him much more heavily in the postseason. So he'll be, you know, 12, 11, 13, occasionally a little bit more. But toward the end of the season, you start seeing it drift upwards. And then some of the later games, you're getting 25-ish carries or something, potentially. Um, so I think, I think that we use him the way that we want to use him, which is another thing that Packer fans don't seem to want to believe. <laughs> but... Um, as much as we would disagree with it, that seems to be the case. There is also the potential of, well, two different things and reasons why it may increase, not, other than let's just run him into the ground. Number one, potentially we were supposed to run the ball a lot more and Aaron Rodgers was changing the play. Don't know that to be true. I'm just saying that's a potential thing. And number two is just changing the offense now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, because now that you don't have sort of this Hall of Famer guy, you want to lean on your running backs more than you lean on your quarterback. So there's reason to believe that we're going to run the ball more anyways, which would mean necessarily more Aaron Jones usage. So I'll leave it at that. Hey, Ryan. Uh, one last thing, and then you'll listen to my voice anymore, but um, I think the caller right now who is uh, agreeing with you on everything. Um, one thing that I really like about your show, and I think a reason you're uh, successful as you are, is that you do like this brainstorming thing on air. Like you, <laughs> you, you don't come with your pre-developed thoughts. Like the a lot of these other shows, you know, it's all they have their thoughts, their points they want to make beforehand, so they know what they're going to do. Um, but you do your brainstorming on air, and then you know, uh, eventually come to your point. So I, I think that uh, he is taking a lot of your brainstorming as statements you're making, and that's not the case. Right. You're not everything you say isn't a statement like a. People could probably get some sound clips out of your stuff, honestly. That, that's like, he said what? But it's like, no, you're, you're not making that point. Like you said, it's out of context. You're just, uh, you're trying to get to your final conclusion. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't make it your final conclusion. Does that make sense? Um, I think that's a big part of the disconnect is, is that. Yeah, the show doesn't make sense, that's for sure. You know. Yeah, anyway. I think I, I have a point. Go pack, go. Hopefully this damn deal gets done soon. And we know what we're getting for Rogers. I agree. And yeah, that that is a good point. I mean, there are a lot of times, and again, this is part of the issue that people have with just general discourse is most people, everything comes down to teams, right? 
And all of us, I mean, even I do this, we, we, we react, right? A Bears fan will make a comment, and I just get odd jump on him, and he's like, I was kidding, or something, you know? It's like, sorry, man, I'm just so used to everything being so defensive and this, that, or the other, and everybody's just on a team or whatever. Um, and so it is relatively unusual to have somebody just kind of swinging to and fro as much as I do, because I don't, I don't know and I don't care where the lines are drawn. I will happily cross back and forth. And that may annoy some people or confuse some people or just make people angry because at one point I was on that side, so now I'm one of the bad people or whatever. But um, look, if I think I know, I'm going to put my foot down and say, this is what it is. But a lot of times I have no idea. And even if I think I know there are going to be times and, and it might take me a little bit to get to the point where I'll admit it, but you'll hear me on the show say, you know, I used to say this, but thanks to new data, it's just kind of this now. So yeah, there is a lot of swinging back and forth, and, and yeah, a lot of the points I think you're talking about cheeseball and that he brought up is is yeah, it is. It's it's kind of brainstorming. I don't know. I'm saying what if or in this scenario maybe or kind of sort of. I forget what exactly the one thing was, but yeah, it was it was just sort of thinking through. A lot of people are saying this. If that's the case, then I think maybe this, that, or the other. Th- and a lot of this is just off the top of my head. So yeah, it's going to be real easy to come in and be like, "What about this scenario, idiot? You didn't think of that, did you?" It's like, no, I I didn't. Off the top of my head, no, I, I went down this path, and that's what made the most sense, and it still makes sense, and probably the most sense. But you're right, there is an, a, a scenario that I didn't think of, touche. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Um, what's up? This is Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee. Yeah. I am uh, actually giving a call uh, because 1265 is doing her road tripping, mm-hmm. um, and I heard that she's camping places. Yeah, that's correct. Hello? Hello? Dakota? That nerd? I can see there's words coming. I'm just waiting for them to hit. They should should be coming soon here. Hello? Are you okay? Oh. Come on now. Fuller. Thomas Oscar Fuller Campground. Um... Yeah, just uh, hit me up, man. I work there. I'm the ranger. I'm there all the freaking time. Nice. So uh, that would just be kind of cool to say, hey. Anyway, y'all, peace. By the way, do you know how awesome this is, having this community here? We've had multiple people call in being like, dude, you're driving right through my neck of the woods. You know, let me know, or this, that, or the other. It's such a big community that there's people everywhere that if you go on a trip from Wisconsin to Florida, you know how cool it would be to just, if we did like a Packernet podcast road trip, hit up different people, that would be great YouTube content, visiting people from the Packernet podcast and going and doing stuff in their neck of the woods, you know? Head up to Green Bay, stop along the way several different people, go to their favorite restaurant spots or whatever, hit up the pizza places best in the town. It'd be super cool. But it's awesome that she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm on a road trip. And everyone's like, you should come hang out with me, man. I'll buy you dinner. Come on, I'm the park ranger. We didn't really hear what you said. So hit that up again. By the way, of course, you're a park ranger in Tennessee. Freaking awesome. But I don't know. I think it's cool. Yo, Ryan. Uncle Rico here. What up? Sorry, bro. Haven't had time to listen to the old podcast much. Busy, busy, you know. I understand. But I was listening today here and... That dude from Connecticut, that janitor guy. Yeah. I think he's from Connecticut. Correct. Somebody give that guy a hug. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Sorry he had to do the darkest thing. That's just not right. And the all-in thing, I think some people are thinking like, 
mortgaging the future for the present. Maybe that's all in, you know? Like, not worrying about what happens next year, trying to win the Super Bowl this year. Is that what they're talking about? All in? Probably. And the last... See, and again, it's... As far as all in goes, you know, we can say these things, but similar to what I said about, you know, like... Are we drafting for Jordan? There's so much overlap between what all-in would look like and what a team that isn't necessarily all-in would look like, which is why you would need to like really define these things. And even then, it's going to be hard to tell if a team's going all-in because you don't know why they did or did not sign these particular players or draft these particular players or whatever the case may be. You'd have to be like in the room to understand all these different things. Um, I feel like we just throw out these broad sweeping generalizations about didn't go all in, went all in, did they? Dude, I don't know why we're doing what we're doing. So I, I don't know. It, it just it just seems like an overgeneralized term that we take way too seriously and pretend it actually means something, and I don't think it means all that much. I think a movie for everybody to watch, I would try Draft Day. Okay. Badass movie. Should have been with the Packers, maybe? But it's about the Browns, and I guess it don't matter. Good movie. Watch it. Do it. Rico out. Yeah, so I am ashamed to say I still to this day, yep, I still to this day have never seen Draft Day. And I know it's a tradition for many, many people um, to watch Draft Day before the draft. I need to do that for sure. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I need to do. So I have... Look, see, I'm I'm paying attention here. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The voices, although it came up the voice, which is going to be confusing. I don't want to watch the TV show. Cleaning lady, the cleaning lady, and draft day. So, got some work to do. Brian, Rico here. Hey, just I don't know why I said that about the movie draft day. Why it should have been about the Packers. That doesn't make any sense. I'm a Packer fan, so that's what I said. I'm yeah. an idiot. That's fine. It's cool that it's about the Browns because of the whole Baltimore thing and all that craziness that went on with the Browns. So watch it. Good movie. Later. Rico out. Do we know, as far as, like, have, have actual people, like football people that have been in that room watched draft day and been like, that's exactly what it's like? I mean, granted, we have some teams that have had cameras in those rooms anyways, and that's we can kind of see what it's like anyways ourselves. I think the Colts did some stuff or whatever. I would love if the Packers did something. Like, we have the camera that kind of pokes in once in a while. Just You see them kind of standing around by each other with their Packers ties, just smiling at one another. But give me a little audio. Give me something. You know what I mean? Dang it. I would give – you have no idea what I would give to be able to be in the war room with them. I would sign all kinds of paperwork. Like, I will never – like, you can shoot me right in the face if I ever mention anything about your draft board or any of the conversations that have ever been said here, ever. Dangerous proposition because sometimes I just ramble on this podcast, but I'm willing to risk it. I'm not saying I would give up the podcast for the opportunity, but I would, oh. I mean, it's one of those those things like if, if a genie gave you three wishes. Um, well, actually, that wouldn't be the wish, but in some way I would end up being in there. Probably, yeah, I could like transform into whatever I want and I would transform into a literal fly and fly in there and just listen and hang out. And then I would like live tweet with my little fly fingers who I think, quote unquote, the uh, Packers are going to pick because obviously I'm in the room. 
be like, dude, I just got a hunch. And then I get super popular and I'd be like, how did he do that? Be like, I don't know, dude, I'm just a podcaster that knows some stuff. And Pat McAfee had me on and be like, you're just pretty smart and stuff, bro. You drink like beer and kick footballs and stuff? Be like, no, I just got a podcast and everyone should listen to it. He'd be like, F yeah. Ty, what do you got to say? I don't know what they do over there exactly. Then I would transform into the Terminator live on the show and drop a sweet line, you know? Not hasta la vista, that's too obvious. Something like, uh, I need your coat, your boots, and your sunglasses or whatever that line, and your motorcycle. I'm not going to try to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing because that would ruin the whole thing, which is fine because nothing I'm saying right now is making any sense. It's telling you my fantasies, okay? Just let me. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Joe. The janitor. Hey, Joe. I was supposed to give you a hug. Um, just calling in, saying what's up. What's up? Uh, after the last message, I did want to at least clarify. Um, I mentioned I went away for 30 days, but, um, you know, it kind of sounds like rehab, so I want you to know I'm okay. I didn't go to rehab. Yeah. Um, yeah, still drinking the Pabst Blues. Uh, Got it. Yeah. Pass blue for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, death to Bud Light. Anyway. Got it. Um, I just wanted to. No official comment here on the Packernet podcast. <laughs> clarifying that so nobody thought that was you know, a complete um, waste of life. Anyway, I just went to jail for a little bit. Uh, bumped heads with some. That's what I figured, but I wasn't going to say anything. One, uh, local uh, festivities, and now. Um, not, I don't know if I was at fault, but to say I ended up there and, um, you know, things happen when you're there and, um, ended up in consolidary confinement and, yeah. and that's where I had my darkness retreat. Um, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure why some kind of weirdo would want to go into the dark, uh, willingly, but... When I came out, I definitely didn't have any revelations um, while I was in there. There was nothing crazy happened. It's miserable. Um, you're sat with your own thoughts, and uh, most of the time, I'm my own worst enemy. So, you know, but hopefully he comes to a decision soon. Well, I mean, the Jets come to decisions. Not big, because if we don't get first-round draft pick for Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know, man. It's it's unreal the stuff that's going on right now. Russell Wilson got like three first round draft picks, and Matthew Stafford, and uh, all these guys go on and on and on. Yeah, they're a little bit younger, but this is Aaron freaking Rodgers. Um, but anyway, that's just my thoughts on this. I I want this this uh, trade to happen like now. So, well. Talk soon. Shalom, Packer Nation. Shalom, Joe. Yeah, I hope things are going uh, a little bit better. You got to stay out of trouble, man. You got you got a temper on you. People say stuff, and you don't uh, take it super well. So calm yourself, man. You'll be all right. Um, yeah, I'm ready for this to be done. Hang on now. Why is the computer causing problems? Ready for this to be done. Ready to uh, move on to the next phase. I'm just excited to focus on the draft a little bit. Would be nice to have some kind of resolution to know what we're getting and not getting or whatever. But, um, yep, good to hear from you. Glad you're doing better. Stay out of the clink. I uh, have to go tend to some meat. I shall be back. All right, post-dinner, let's continue. Hey, Ryan, Dana from California. Hey. You know, I know we talk about the Packers' salary cap situation and what they're doing, and they're kind of doing the same thing at first glance. 
of how they've been managing the salary cap to be able to push forward. And a lot of people forget this is all from the COVID year, right? So it's kind of all just rolling ahead. And then, you know, we had a good roster this entire time. So it's just kind of just like, all right, well, we're still in the situation. Let's just keep rolling it. But I actually asked the robot, ChatGPT, and uh, surprisingly, the answer it gave me is just the same thing where you have to give yourself padding to breathe. So it says, you know, basically it says, you know, create your padding with contracts of, you know, of uh, players you feel are long for players. You know, make your padding and set it up how you've been doing it, but then make the key cuts you need and avoid doing future void years um, on players that you don't. So it's like, it's, it's kind of the same playbook, so I think it's more analyzing what we're doing versus, uh, you know, who we're doing it with versus, like, us going forward, because what we have is. We still have a solid roster of long-term guys, so I think I think we they believe in Jordan Love. I think they might think you know like basically what we were last year. We're uh, you know all, you know on the edge of being a playoff team. It's just getting a few years under Jordan. So I yeah uh, I really like this ChatGPT thing. It's definitely uh, kind of rambling now, but uh, it's. Just give you kind of fresh eyes because it, it, you know, gave me that uh, just the list of the how, how the whole contract thing and you there. I think he's gone. Um, he calls back. I don't know. He lost cell service or something. That is a good point if you think about it, and, and I don't know that this is the case, but if you think about it in terms of rather than changing our general strategy for the sake of going all in or whatever, and more to COVID is an anomaly, how do we deal with it? And it, if you think about it in terms of businesses, a lot of businesses, what they had to do is they took out loans to be able to survive. Well, you, that's not a long-term strategy, and it's certainly not something you'd want to do, and it's not something that makes any sense, but you also don't want to allow your business to go out of business because eventually COVID will end. So it would be better off to take the loan, survive, and then when you get to the other side and business picks up and you get people back into your restaurant, you make money, you pay the debt down, and then eventually you get out on the other side. But another side of that, or not another side, but another way to look at it would be your employees. Do I want to fire my employees? People probably did this anyways, but just bear with me. Or should I continue to pay to keep them so that when we get on the other side, we can resume business as usual? Because if I fire everybody to be able to make payroll, the payroll of like zero, we're going to get on the other side. And this, I'm not going to have them. So something you said, and I don't know if this is exactly what you meant, but I think it was uh, a good thought is it has less to do with what we're doing and who we're doing it with, more to do with who we're doing it with. Because the way to tell whether or not we're just trying to continue to push through this period because to, to, to bring this back into the NFL, we don't want to cut guys that we, we think are pivotal to our team just because we're in this COVID pinch. Let's push the money out so that when the salary cap booms and inflates, then it will all kind of fit a little bit more neatly and nicely. We, we, you know, we'll, we'll adjust that as the time comes, but for now, we have to pay them what we have to pay them in order to make this thing work. However, the question would be, are we going to do that with guys like, oh, I don't know, Adrian Amos, Mercedes Lewis? Are we doing it with these short-term guys? Because if we are, then it's not about coming through on the other side, because they're not going to be on the other side. In that case, it would be more about what we're doing right now to win now. 
if we are doing it more with somewhat longer term, let's say two to three year guys, then maybe it does have more to do with just getting through the other side. And then we can start cleaning up the salary cap that way. Rather than, you know, what people like myself, at least to some degree, have been saying, it's better to just cut these guys so we can clean up the salary cap. No, let's do what we have to do to survive. And then as the cap grows, we will, you know, things will kind of sort itself out in a way. But again, the, 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 the tell is who we're doing it with. And when you look at it and say, okay, well, you know, Devondre Campbell and Razul Douglas, guys like that, they're going to stay, whereas Mercedes Lewis and, and Adrian Amos and guys that are not going to be here for potentially, you know, th- there isn't a scenario in which they're here for three, four, five years, then let's let's clean up that area of it. Again, I th- this is an example of I'm not proclaiming anything. I'm just thinking through this as a thought exercise. I don't know, but it does make sense, and it is something that we can maybe put in the back of our minds to think about in terms of an alternate theory of what's going on and how things are being handled and why because of an, a, a unique circumstance. But again, the, the goal still is as the salary cap balloons back out to you know more of what it should have been at this point, then we need things to get back to the way they were as opposed to this all-in sort of way of doing things or at least something that mirrors this all-in strategy of constantly pushing money out. Sorry, I was having trouble with my phone. Good. And, and then all of a sudden it dropped. It was getting weird. But, yeah, I just wanted to clear up just so I have the list. We'll do the list, but my phone is acting weird. But what the list says is for the robot, restructure contracts. Right? You would think uh, we wouldn't do that, but, you know, extend your long-term vision. Cut and trade players that aren't involved with the future. Right. Uh Avoid future void years, strategic free agent signing players that could potentially perform above their salary cap value, uh, draft and develop young talent, um, and then managing uh, your debt money. If you're going to be cutting people, you uh, try to do it post-June 1. Yeah, I freaking, this is exactly, it seems for the most part, it's like what the Packers are doing is, it, it's and it's weird because it's the same thing of how you. I specifically asked it a team that um, managed their salary cap poorly and has used a lot of their future salary cap um, in void years. How would a team get out of that? And that's what it spit out. So yeah. that's pretty cool, man. Let me know your thoughts. Go Paco. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, just to kind of pivot from what I've already said to the chat GPT thing, it, it, it's obviously not a flawless thing. I mean, this is like 1.0, right? This is the first iteration of this new wave and this new future with AI. But it is cool to be able to sort of interact and to be able to say, you know, let, just, just sort of help me think through this. I did that earlier. I was trying to understand an article and I didn't get it. And I was, I was just kind of going back and forth. I, I think I mentioned it before, too, when I was talking about something that was a little bit more... Uh, I guess, political. And I was like, is this true? And they're like, well, not really. Here's kind of how it works. And then I just kind of went back and forth and just kind of helped me to sort out, I guess, where I'm at and more clearly understand the other side of it. Because I think the bigger issue isn't so much that I would agree with what the other side thinks, but it's just that the initial idea that it's this super crazy, like, dude, this is nuts. Did you know that? that, that, that? You kind of take some of the rounded corners off. And it's like, it's actually not really that. It just kind of means this. It's like, oh, I mean, that's, it's stupid, but that's at least not like psychotic or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like having somebody that's really smart that just wants to talk to you all day about whatever you want to talk about and you don't have to 
feel weird about it. Just be like, hey, uh, you want to help me kind of figure this out? Like, yeah, dude, for sure. All right, let's do that. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. We still have 40 calls to get through, so um, we got some work to do. I appreciate all the calls. Thank you very much. I will talk to you tomorrow when we go through um, prospects, I think, 81 through 90. So we got that, and then, of course, the day after that, we get to 100, unless something bad happens. Hopefully not. So making headway, man. Draft is right around the corner. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.